Hey, Border Fuel listeners. Before we start the show, I wanted to tell you why we chose to host Border Fuel Podcast on Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Two, there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Lastly, download the Anchor app for free or go to Anchor FM to get started today. Thanks for listening to the Border Fuel Podcast. Now, let's start the show. What is going on, everybody? You are back on a very special edition of Ballin' Over Beers. It is Masters Week, so we had to get a special edition in here. But you got the fellas back once again. I am Justin Dupengeiser. I am joined, as always, by my guys, A.K. Howe, James Fitch. James, what is going on, brother? Special edition. Masters special in that. We got Masters in November, and we got a little uh, got a little golf action going here. Oh, yeah, buddy. A.K., what's up, dude? Oh, not much. I'm just uh, still watching Rom's skip it across the hole-in-one over and over. I think that's pretty impressive. The only time I do that is when I uh, tee off on a regular shot, and I just do that kind of crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're... The skip it across, not the hole-in-one, I'm saying. Well, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> we actually played in a craft beer tournament over the summer where they had like a different craft beer tournament per or craft beer brewery at each hole. And one of the holes you tee off over like a small pond. And if you could skip it across, you got like minus three strokes on the hole. So that was pretty fun. Ron would have obviously been excellent at it after that shot today. But what we're going to do today, we are going to just go kind of through the betting board here for the masters and talk about some of the plays that we, that we're going to make. Um, You know, I, I personally love PGA, DFS. I love PGA betting. I think it is the most fun fantasy sport that you can play. So I highly recommend it. If you're just kind of coming over here from football, um, jump in. It's fun. Get on DraftKings, you know, start playing for a quarter or something. You can play in the cheap games. If you want to do DFS, if you want to find a bet, you can find some value bets, you know, throw out some cheap ones, but it is, it's a fun sweat. If you've never done it, I highly recommend it. But so we're back. Masters, obviously at Augusta, played there every single year. Um, when you look at the top of the board, there are three, well, there's two guys under 10 to 1, and then there's uh, about six or seven guys that are under 20 to 1, and it's Bryson DeChambeau coming in as the favorite at 7 to 1. And then you have Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Rory, JT, Xander, Brooks, all under 20 to 1. If you look at the top of the board, AK, is there any value there? It's just so hard to win a golf tournament. Like, I love Bryson this week, and I think he probably does have the best chance to win. But that's not – at 7-1, like, you can't bet that, right? The only way you can bet it is if that's your only bet of the week. Um, if you're a first-time um, golf better, I like to personally pick, you know, a couple guys 
and spread the money around just because the odds are so high for you. Um, but at seven to one, even if you pair them up with one other guy, you're really getting only three and a half to one on your money. So with like someone like Bryson, Dustin, or even Rom, uh, what I'm going to do this week is hopefully if any of those guys are like four or five strokes off the lead and just missed a couple of putts that they should have made or something like that, their odds are going to fall on Friday morning. You can probably bet them Friday at 15 to one, maybe even worse. So that's what I'm going to do for those three guys. Yeah, I'm probably not going to bet anybody from the top of the board here, but like Bryson and John Rahm, those are going to be my two highest owned guys in DraftKings for sure. I actually even like trying to pair them up. I think that'll be kind of unique because of the price point. It's high, then you'll have to drop down you know, pretty low in DraftKings to fill out your, your six-man roster. But James, I think that you do have a lean here in the top guys. Um, who would that be? Yeah, it's, it's um, so admittedly, I'm, I'm not a big uh, golf gambler. Um, I'm, I'm more of that like stick to football kind of guy. And it was interesting because I was texting with you earlier, Justin, and I'm like, seven to one, seven and a half to one, whatever it was earlier. Like, the, there's no value in DeChambeau there, right? Like, that doesn't make sense to bet that. And you kind of said what AK said there that just it doesn't make sense, especially if you're going to. I've got a, a couple of – I like three guys to, to potentially win, so I, I talk myself out of DeChambeau. I think uh, the biggest favorite I have is, is Justin Thomas uh, at 12-1. Uh, to 1. I've got a little on him. Uh, Patrick Canley, I, I like uh, a bit more of a long shot at 25-1. to 1. And then Patrick Reed, I, I didn't put as much on him, um, but – He's been here. He's won. Um, I, I think there, there's going to be some rain, right? So uh, I think that may suit his game well, potentially. Um, so he's probably the biggest long long shot that I'm going to go with to win. I think he's at 28-1. to one. Yeah, that's they, they are calling for rain I, actually all the days, a little heavier earlier in the week. So that is something to keep an eye on. Um, that could change it. And obviously it's being played in November. Usually this tournament's being played, you know, in the spring and April. So the course, you know... It could play different. I think everybody kind of in the industry has been talking about um, how the course in general is more of a bombers type course. So if it's soft, if it's wet, it's rainy, it's going to lean even more towards the bombers. So that makes me like Bryson and Rom even more. But again, can't pull the trigger on them. Um, like James said, he does have a couple bets in that next range, in that 20 range. And I think this is a this is an area where I really like it as well in the in the twenty to forty to fifty type range. Um, but you got guys in there like Terrell Hatton, Patrick Cantlay, Hideki Matsuyama, Jason Day, Tony Finau, Patrick Reed. Those guys are all under thirty. And then in the thirty to fifty range, you have Bubba Watson, Colin Morikawa, Webb Simpson, Adam Scott, Matt Wolf, um, and Tiger Woods all under fifty. To me. In this range, my favorite play is Bubba Watson at 30-1. The dude has been playing absolute lights out as of lately. Um, He's $9,000 on DraftKings. He has been striking the ball better than anybody but pretty much in the world at this point. He has gained off the tee and on approach in six straight events. Um, He's gained around the green in five of those events. He finished fourth at the Zozo two weeks ago, seventh at the CJ Cup the week before that. He hasn't missed a cut in three, seven, and eight straight events. Um, He's won multiple times 
at the Masters, I, I just it's setting up for me to really kind of hammer Bubba this week. AK, who is kind of your favorite bet in this range? In that range, um, James mentioned him earlier, is uh, Patrick Cantlay. Um, the one thing that people should know is I don't believe there's ever been a winner at the Masters that it's their first time ever playing in it. That's correct. That's yeah. correct, right? That's yeah, no, no, um, no debutante has ever won. They finished. They finished well. I think like Spieth finished second right. his first time. Um, a couple other guys, but nobody, no first timer has ever won. Yeah, so like uh, I'm dropping down to thirty three to one. Like someone like Colin Morikawa, um, he's been playing great this year, but I gotta stay away from him. Although I did bet him in December at eighty to one, just because I figured those odds are too hard to pass up. But at thirty three to one. That's just something I don't like. Um, but I do like Patrick Cantlay a lot this week. I like Patrick Reed a lot at 28-1, to 1, um, the past winners. And Patrick Reed is always someone that should be lower odds than he actually is, but because the golf world hates him, you always get a little better value on him, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Patrick Reed has always got a pretty decent number, probably too high. Like you said, he's not... He's not very well liked, so people don't bet him. So his number is never really what it should be. Um, you guys talk Patrick Cantlay. I, I I'm a Patrick Cantlay guy. I think he's an immense talent. Uh, the last time we saw him, he was hoisting the trophy in the Zozo. Um, he had 4.1 strokes on approach uh, that week. The last time he played the Masters, uh, he finished ninth. So he's made the cut two out of the three years there. He is somebody I, I have no issue with um, going to at at his price. You know, I, at twenty five to one, I, I wish he was a little bit lower, um, but I, I still I don't I don't hate it whatsoever. There's I like one, go ahead. I like Cantlay a lot in uh, DraftKings as well. Um, he's made I believe seventeen of his eighteen cuts this year, or eighteen of nineteen. Um, my paper is. I can't read my handwriting ever. I'm pretty sloppy. Um, it's 17 to 18 um, cuts this year, and making cuts is the most important thing in DraftKings, aside from picking the winner. Um, so you get someone that's consistent. He's played here before, and he has a high win equity at $9,600. Yeah, and for those that uh, haven't heard yet, the this year they're – Changing up the cut um, at the Masters, that is going to go to the top 50 players and ties, um, opposed from the top 60 and then 10 within um, first place or something like that it used to be. So that is different. There's only 91 or 92, I think, players in the field now because Sergio Garcia and Joaquin Neiman are both out with COVID. So um, that is tough for them, obviously. But, yeah, to your point, AK, yeah, the, the last miscut um, Patrick Cantlay had was quite a long time ago. It was August 23rd, and before that was... That was the Northern Trust, e, right? Yeah, that was the Northern Trust. So yeah, that, so I remember correctly. Yeah, Northern Trust, and that was obviously a long time ago. So, I, you know, that is the thing, especially, you know, depending on what contest you're playing on DraftKings, a guy that can get through the cut is huge, and he's obviously... I think he's got one of the safer floors, Um of anybody, but you know the one person and the one guy that we didn't talk about in this range under forty is Brooks Kapka. James, is that just terrifying for a guy that has come out and just pretty much 
wrecked every single major that he plays in to, to not even think about betting him or playing him on DraftKings? Is he healthy? I mean... That's the question, right? <laughs> that's that's the concern. I, I, like I said, I don't I don't follow it as closely as you guys, but I, I do know that that knee's been... Uh, knee's been bothering him. Um, I just wouldn't feel confident. I think maybe if, if uh, you know, you can live bet or if you want to just kind of see how things play out and, and then see where he's at as we get closer to the weekend, I think maybe that's what I'm, I, I would consider doing. But right now, I just... I have no interest. Yeah, that's how kind of I am too. I'm going to wait and see. I think a lot of people are wanting to jump on him because they saw a little bit of life at the Houston Open where he finished fifth last week. Yeah. But he lost. The Saturday and Sunday round were real nice. Yeah, he he still, he lost almost one stroke on approach and he did most of it off the tee and putting, um, which I guess is not a terrible recipe. That's pretty much been Bryson's recipe. But I, I can't go there. Like you said, the knee's been concerning. I don't know how healthy he is. So I'm not going to go there with it. Um, if we keep going down the board, we start at the, in the 50 range and pretty much 50 to 100. The names that you have in there that are kind of the, the big names or the 40 to 50 ranges, you know, um, Tiger Woods is, is kind of the last one before the 50. Then you got like Tommy Fleetwood, Scotty Scheffler, Ricky Fowler, Louie, Justin Rose, Spieth, uh, Jason Kokrak, Sanjay M., uh, Lee Westwood, those are kind of like the bigger names in that range. AK, you liking anybody in that range at all, or is that just kind of a dead range for you? It's kind of a dead range for betting. Um, I'm a Fowler fan, so I'm going to be cheering for him to win. So even if I don't bet him and he wins, it will be a good weekend for me. Kind of like last year, a lot of people didn't bet Tiger, but didn't care they didn't win their bets because Tiger won the tournament. I think if Ricky wins... Um, I won't be ups, as upset that I lost money, and I'll be happy for Ricky. Uh, Jordan Spieth at 66 is – I almost have to bet it at that number just because of his history at Augusta. He's probably one of the best players in the last 20 years there, probably top five guy in the last 20 years at the course, and it's almost worth throwing a little bit on him at that range. But other than that, there's not really many guys I like in that range. Yeah, full exposure. I, I did throw a little bit on him um, because of his course history. He's got he's 21st, 3rd, 11th, 2nd, 1st, 2nd at the Masters. I mean, this is his happy place. If he's going to play well anywhere, it's, it's going to be at Augusta. So... I think it's worth taking a sprinkle in there. The other thing that I'm going to do with him is I am going to throw a first-round leader bet down on him. Um, I think you get pretty num- good number at that at 50 to one, and he is somebody that he has one of the better first-round scoring averages in in all of golf. So I definitely don't mind that. And the guy, the guy makes birdies. I mean, he just tends to make too many bogeys. In addition to that, which which is never never good. Um, it might not be a the big. Other... Go ahead. Oh no! I'll keep going with it. I was no. I was just gonna say the other interesting thing is I was gonna ask you about Tiger. Can you play Tiger at all? Play him or bat him? Um, I don't like him personally, so I don't usually ever play him. Uh, unfortunately, my bias against Tiger is high, and I feel he's usually overpriced. 
for betting this week at 40 to 1. Might not be, but you're going to see a lot of people using them in DraftKings because people turn up to the majors for the million dollars and people bet names they know and Tiger's a name he, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if he's fairly owned, highly owned at that price point. Yeah, I, I'm not going to bet him or use him on DraftKings. He's just not playing well. He, he's not driving the ball well. He's not putting well. Um, and I, I just don't think that he's in a good enough form to be able to to do that. Some interesting names I do think, though, uh, especially in like DraftKings, Jason Kokrak seems to be gaining a lot of steam, so his ownership might be up. Louis Oosthuizen always plays pretty tough at the Masters. Um, you know, I don't know what you can really do with Tommy Fleetwood because every time we see Tommy Fleetwood come over here, he just plays terrible. His irons go to crap and then he'll go back over to Europe and he plays pretty decent. It's just the last, let me count this one, two, three, four, five, six events in the United States. He's lost on approach. His irons been terrible. You can't play him at that, right? AK. Uh, no, I'll stick away from Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, like you said, when he comes to America, he's just been falling apart lately. Um, I don't know what it is if he if his irons change somehow on the flight over, but he's just someone that I don't like in any aspect of golf this weekend. The now guy I kind of was talking to you earlier about Justin is Sungate In. I know you don't like him. It's his first time playing here, but. Pre-COVID, he was probably top three golfer in the world. He's starting to get a stroke back. Um, to me, at 7,500 on DraftKings, he might be a um, in a couple of my lineups. Yeah, I'm not huge on him this week. You know, he's better on Bermuda. Uh, this is not Bermuda at Augusta. He doesn't hit the ball far enough off the tee, I don't think, this week. So I, I don't think this is just a very good course fit for him. So I, I do think that he is starting to get his form back a little bit to, to what he was at, but I, I'm not on him um, at all this week. Do you have anybody deep in deeper odds that you really like um, this week, AK? Um, Betting-wise, I like, I believe you're on the same boat as me, uh, Sibu Kim at 150 to 1. He's been playing really well. Um, he's won uh, big tournaments before, and I just think at 151, the value is there for me to bet him and maybe even sprinkle him in some draftings, especially if you go with your strategy of uh, Rom and Bryson together. You're going to need some cheaper guys, and someone like Sibu is nice and cheap. And one of my favorite guys in DraftKings is Adam Hadwin. He's Mr. Cupmaker. He's usually cheap, and he can get through. He's not going to win you the tournament, but he's probably going to finish 30th and get you all four days at least. Yeah, um, I, I do like Siwoo a lot. I think that uh, he's certainly in play. He's somebody that he's super vol volatile in the sense that he could come out and he can win a tournament, and he could also come out and completely come dead last. So I think that he's got a good shot here. He's been playing super well. He's been playing a little bit more consistent. Um, if you saw my DFS article that came out today, I wrote him up. I, I do like him um, quite a bit. He's gained off the tee in, in pretty much every event for the last um, 
you know, 10, 11 events except for one. He's actually played the Masters twice, and he's got top 25 finishes in both of those. I think it was 24th and 21st. So uh, he's played it three times. So he missed the cut the first time he played it, and then he made it the next two, 24th and 21st. So at $6,800, you know, if he comes in at another top top 20, I think that you're, he pays off his price pretty pretty easily um, this week. So another guy that I like down there, and I don't know if I'm going to bet him right now. I'm looking into it as a top in the top 10, but Sebastian Munoz. Munoz has been playing outstanding. I just don't know if he's just completely outclassed in this type of field. He's never really competed in in, a, in this strong of a field. So it, it might be him, and I honestly, I might be changing that over to Corey Connors, um, who I also like. And I like Corey Connors quite a bit on, on DraftKings as well. Corey Connors is somebody that is just an extremely good ball striker. His putting's not great, but he makes up for it with his with his ability um, to strike the ball. So Siwoo is, is 150-1 to one, um, at the book we're looking at. Corey Connors is 125-1. to one. So 9-1 to one you're getting for Corey Connors on a top 10 bet. And I think I kind of like that more than the more than the Munoz bet, which is still 9-1. to one, But I, I, I don't know. Do you have any feel on Munoz or Connors? I like Connors. Um, like you said, either one of them in a top 10 bet. Um, I think you're getting good value uh, depending on how you um, develop your board, though. I wouldn't go too heavy on those, but if you want to sprinkle them in to kind of cover your outweight winners, I think that kind of makes sense to do this week. Yeah, I think I'm going Corey Connors. I'm looking at the stats right now. Uh, came 24th at the Houston Open, gained two and a half strokes off the tee, 1.3 on approach. Um, at the Zozo, he finished eighth, gained 1.9 off the tee and one stroke on approach. Um, he's not a great putter, but he is at least not as terrible as he is. Like on, on pole, he's terrible. So on bent, he's okay, which this is. So I, I think Corey Connors is going to be um, my play my play there instead of Sebastian Munoz. And I think Corey Connors is going to be my play on DraftKings as well. Um, AK, this is just going to be a nice quick show for us. So why don't you kind of recap or give any final thoughts that you might have on the Masters? Um, My final thoughts are it's one of the best weekends of the year. Um, I am betting Cantley, um, Reed, and probably Adam Scott. I'm not 100% sure on Scott at 40 to 1. And the other thing I'm going to be doing um, when this comes out on Wednesday, people will be able to get a better understanding. But uh, I'm going to look at the weather for Thursday um, for first-round leader bets. If it's not raining in the morning, I'm going to look for a couple guys that are teeing off in the morning to bet for first-round leader or vice versa. If it's raining in the morning and should clear up in the afternoon, I might find some guys in the afternoon to bet. So I'm going to pay attention to the weather there and uh, pay attention to my Twitter, and I might release some first-round leader bets that I'm going to be placing as well. Very nice. James, why don't you just kind of give a recap of some of the bets that you're on? Yeah, so we talked about it earlier, but I'm going to uh, sprinkle a little bit on a few different guys, Justin Thomas, Patrick Canley, and, and Patrick Reed, all varying levels to, to win straight out. Um, I'm with you, Justin, on Jordan Spieth, first-round uh, leader. He's He knows the course. He's He's 
you know, he's been there, he's done well. So I think a case strategy too of looking at the weather is also kind of important and could be something to consider. But as of right now, I, I do like him as a first round leader. Uh, one of my uh, other strong likes is Siwoo Kim in the top 20. Um, the last two years, I think he's finished 21st and 24th. Um, so I think third third time's a charm, right? Uh, he can crack that top 20. He's been very close, so I, I like him to do that. And then we've seen a, a guy like Tony Finau uh, play well here too, so I, I like him finishing in the top 10. As long as he doesn't get hurt tomorrow. As long as he doesn't roll an ankle. Yeah, right. Well, luckily there's, they're not doing the par 3 tournament this year, so he can't, he can't fracture his ankle in a celebration. So... <laughs> Um, I yeah. think one thing, one thing, just real quick, that that's as a bummer is that no spectators being there with with everything going on. It's I've I've had the uh, I've been fortunate enough to go to the course and and uh, be able to walk it, and it's just a, a beautiful. It's it's heaven on earth for a golf fan, um, and, and for there not to be spectators is truly a bummer. It really does uh, suck. Speaking about the spectators, Justin, uh, quick question: Do you think that hurts price in this week? With um, as far as he hits it, if he does go a little right or left without spectators to uh, mash down that rough or find the balls, do you think that hurts him at all or not really? So the the super interesting quote that I saw from him was he said that there because there wasn't spectators in some of the areas, he's literally cutting the corners and just driving the ball where they normally are and driving it over where they're normally standing. So he's cutting corners because spectators aren't there. Right, which is just. But insane. if he misses it, it's gonna be harder. It's a lot harder. You've seen it this summer already. Well, where guys are but the thing losing is, balls in the rough. But the thing is, at Augusta, the rough is not very penalizing. They don't. No, that's true. They don't. They don't have rough like some of the other courses. He's gonna be able to, and I think that's why it's so hard to get away from him in like a DraftKings. And like, obviously, I want to bet him, but at seven one, I I don't know. Like, I was looking at to potentially. You know, parlay them together with maybe my favorite football bet of the week. You know, if you have a strong sense on a game you like. Now, parlays, I'm not, like, I don't want to tout them as, like, something that they're super, like, profitable because they're generally not speaking. Um, you know, I, like AK said, maybe the bet is if you have a really strong feel on Bryson, you think he's going to win, then don't bet anybody else. Just bet, bet whatever you're going to bet and put it on him. Like, I, I just, I can't do that because I know how hard golf is, and especially this tournament, it's super hard to win. I just, I have, he's pretty much said that he transformed his body and that he, he did this stuff with the driving basically for Augusta. So he could try to do all these things where he's going to cut corners. He's going to try to drive the one tee box. Like he's going to do all this crazy stuff. Like <laughs> I, he, I mean, I could see him going out there and just tearing Augusta apart, which would just be crazy, but I could see it happening. Like, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Like we've already, like everybody said what he was doing before was impossible and look what he's done like he's doing what he said he was going to do so i don't know that's it's that's tough tough for me um i am looking at the weather right now right now on on weatherchannel.com it's saying that it is 77 degrees 80 percent chance of rain uh of rain possible thunderstorms <laughs> and light wind so only five miles an hour so it doesn't look like there's a distinct advantage it, you know, in the morning or in the afternoon, because the the weather, the rain actually goes down in the afternoon, and the wind stays the same. So maybe if you're looking like a later afternoon tea time, um, maybe look at that. But it doesn't. It looks like there's going to be rain almost all day. Obviously, you're going to want to keep track of that as you get closer. So um, there's that. To recap my bets, 
I'm going Patrick Cantlay at 25 to 1, Bubba Watson at 30 to 1. I didn't mention Hideki Matsuyama, but I am going to bet him at 25 to 1. He is somebody that he has not won in a long time. Um, but I just, I'm a, Hide- I'm a Hideki guy. He's playing awesome right now. I think it's a great course fit. His around the green game has been outstanding the last three weeks. He's gained on off the tee and approach. He was second at the Houston Open. Uh, so I'm, I like it. Great like, Sunday round. Yeah, I'm gonna and I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna go with there with him. I'm also gonna do I think uh, some top ten bets with Tony Finau. I think that might be the play too. And Jeff Feinberg, who is a guy who I follow, um, friends with, he said pretty much take any placements that you can get on Tony Finau. Tony Finau's record at the Masters and and majors. The dude just he he finishes top ten all the time. So I I don't know if he has any win equity, but he has top ten equity for sure. So I think that is the bet for him there. Um, I'm also going to bet Siwoo Kim top 10 on top of my uh, to-win bet with him. Corey Connors top 10 talked about that. I'm looking at Jason Day as a possible top 10. He's another guy who's playing really well right now, and he he's just has an elite record at the Masters. He's another one like Spieth. They just they have great records there. And then I also, like James, I have that first-round leader for Spieth at 50-1. to 1. So... That's kind of where I am, and I'll release all these tomorrow um, on Twitter. And I, there might be some things that I change up. Um, so you'll see all the finalized card tomorrow. But that's where I'm kind of leaning with mine at the moment. Like we said, keep a track of the weather to see if there's any uh, wind or rain advantages that you can take advantage of um, from that aspect. But other than that, AK, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and Action Network? Uh, Twitter is Kenny Truebolt, and Action Network is B-O-B underscore A-K. James, should we give A-K an applause for remembering his Twitter he, handle? <laughs> he got her right this time. Yes, we should. Two thumbs up. Ten gold stars. <laughs> Ten gold stars for you. Yes. James, what about you? Where can we find you? I'm at uh, Fitchy24 on both Twitter and uh, the Action Network. And I am at jdiz1617 on the Twitter machine. And you can find us at Ballin' Over on Twitter. Make sure you head over to Board of Fuel Sports to check out all of the content that we have over there. Lots of articles, lots of podcasts. Like I said, Edge Factor is already out on this Tuesday afternoon. If you want a little deeper dive, I get into some stats and some of my favorite plays for DFS. Um, I got a big week. I'm, I'm in first place in the season-long DraftKings um, competition that we do. I'm only up 59 points. There's only 30 of us left, so I am digging deep. I, I, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping to get a little lucky here and take down a pretty big win uh, this weekend. But it's Masters Week, guys. This was the special edition of Ballin' Over Beers. Thanks for being with us. Make sure you're sharing everything around, and we'll talk to you next time.